There we go. All right. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Aim High podcast. I'm Dre, hosting this wonderful podcast. This time I am joined by the one and only Mason Benz. Uh, I met him at the World Strength Games when I was in Orlando uh, back around, I, wonder, I think it was September. I don't know. Time's gone by kind of crazy. But uh, this is going to be another super fun episode. We're going to just uh, allow him to kind of tell the story, tell us who he is. Uh, Mason, feel free to introduce yourself. What's up? I'm Mason Benz um, from Ohio, 21 years old. And yeah, recently competed <laughs> at World Strength Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It, it, it's a, it is a short intro. It is a short Short, short, yeah, short so not only not only That's is Mason an athlete, but he is a adaptive athlete. Uh, Mason, you want to tell uh, the people a little bit what that means? Yeah, so basically, I was born with half an arm. So adaptive athlete is just athletes that are like in my situation, missing limbs or partially paralyzed just things that you'd have to overcome to compete and stuff. Nice. So uh, in that regard, would you say you've like always been a competitor or is it something you got into kind of recently? Um, Yeah, I've always been competing ever since I was a little kid. I always did sports. I did sports throughout uh, grade school and then through high school. Uh, I competed in when I was, I was really young. I did like the non-contact sports. Like I played baseball and soccer when I was really little. And then when I hit sports, I wrestled and played lacrosse. And uh, I continued wrestling and playing football through uh, sophomore year of high school. Sophomore year of high school, I stopped playing football and then just focused solely on wrestling and then competed in wrestling throughout all high school and then uh yeah so I've always been competitive and I I, I love competing it get, it just gives me something to work towards like like with weightlifting now instead of just lifting the lift I like to I like to throw in some competitions just so I can see where I'm at see if the training is actually paying off so uh, yeah I've been, always been competitive I like I like competing a lot Awesome. You know, I love that. I mean, so I remember you said you wrestled. Um, I like that was one of my favorite sports. Like, I, re- I did wrestling, I did football, I did lacrosse. Um, wrestling was definitely one of my uh, favorite sports. I feel like it prepared me for life the most out of all my sports because it's so much of a, a grind, not just uh, physically, but mentally as well. And I feel I've always felt like if you can get through a whole wrestling season, you can get through the rest of life. It's just like middle school. You get through middle school, you're you're ready for life. Nothing else is gonna get you. <laughs> um. Okay, we have got this ready, rocking and rolling. Um, I know, right? It's all right. It's cool. It's cool. I like it. Um. So, how would you? Uh, what ta- what what kind of challenges did you face um, when it came to wrestling? Obviously, uh, one arm was standing. Yeah, wrestling was a unique situation, I think, because it was like 50% having one arm made it harder, 50% made it better. So it was like I couldn't necessarily hit all the moves, right? But so I just focused in on a a few key moves that I would always do and then which made it a little bit harder but then it made it a little easier because not everyone knew how to wrestle <laughs> so I was like I was a, a unique person to wrestle so they didn't really know what they were doing so it made it a little bit easier for me to win more matches that I probably shouldn't have won so it was like it's like how how uh when everybody's wrestling you know the one thing everybody hates is wrestling the tall kid Everybody right. hates wrestling the tall kid. So it was kind of like being the tall kid. Right. Okay. Um what was the what was so out of all the sports that you listed that you did, what made you stick with wrestling the most? 
Um, I just I like the the aspect of it that it was a uh, more of an individual sport. So it was I could really focus on like me becoming better at it, and I didn't have to rely on any of my teammates to to win the big matches for me. You know, it was all it was all on me because I was better. If I lost, it's because I had an off day because I was still better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what made me. That's what made me fall in love with the sport. Like from like a. Uh, coaching perspective as well as like a actual uh, like I guess like as a person because um, one thing that, that got me into it was just the fact that I had a lot of uh, good coaching influences and just a lot of uh, good coaches that instilled a lot of character for me but also I love that, that the sport is literally a hey either you were the better guy that day or you were not there is no there's no in between <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that was probably my favorite part about it. Yeah, and I was—I I, throughout doing all the sports, I was better at wrestling than I was at the other ones. So I was like, "Well, might as well just stick to what I was the best at." So I just stuck with that one. It's like, hey, if I'm if I'm going to be the best here, I might as well just keep it going, keep yeah. it rocking. <laughs> um, so growing up, like, what 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 was kind of like some of the challenges you like? faced like was it was it hard for you as a kid to kind of like socialize did you kind of feel always like left out and stuff well I, I lucked out a little bit I think because I always had a, a pretty solid group of friends when I was little when I was growing up because I, I played so many sports so I was friends with everyone that I was playing sports with and uh we all kind of just kept the same little friend group and just stuck with that so I was I always had friends and there was just, there's some challenges, like figuring out how to do certain things, you know, it'd be like tying my shoes or something, but it, I always figured it eventually. It might take me a little bit longer, but I figured it out eventually, so, but. I'm, yeah, so I'm kind of surprised you didn't, <laughs> I was kind of surprised you didn't tell me you just stuck with Velcro shoes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured I would have the time eventually, so. Okay. Um, another question for you, like in your life, do you feel like people allow you to kind of not be looked at or seen as like as different or less than, or do you feel like people make a lot of like accommodations for you that you may not necessarily be cool with in the moment? Well, so far, I mean, it's been pretty, I would say I've been treated pretty fairly. Like there hasn't been, cause I, well, it all goes back to kind of playing sports. When I was playing sports when I was little, like, I didn't get any special treatment or anything, so it's all. And then people started figuring out that I was basically able to do the same as everybody else. So, and it's a pretty tight community where I live, so everybody kind of knows each other. So I didn't really get treated any differently through throughout my life so far, at least. Hey, listen, I respect that. And, like, you know, that, that like, even – even with your situation not being ordinary, the fact that you still have that community around you is really super uh, uh, great. Um, and then Paul, right? Yes. Paul, sir. this question's for you. Um, right. How long have you and Mason known each other, and what's it been like, kind of being like the 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 adjacent party to all the coming and goings of Mason's life? Let's see. It goes back to when I was in seventh grade, which was what, six, seven years, I think, before that. I, guess seven, I mean, I don't know. I've known him about six or seven years. I never really saw him any differently. We've been drill partners for quite a few of those years, um, like in the wrestling room. So, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really viewed him as any differently than anyone else would. Uh, he, he keeps me humble, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's good to have him around for at least that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's nice having a friend that's not gonna let you like kind of make excuses for yourself or any of that stuff. Because you know, I like I said, I only met I only met uh, Mason and and uh, Pat and Lucian for like briefly, 
but like I can already tell that like he is very much not a he's very much a do not feel sorry for me kind of person because like he's not sitting there feeling sorry for himself, so he's not gonna want anyone else treating him differently or feeling sorry for him. Yeah, that. Um, and I just got to say, yo, for any of y'all that are gonna be listening to this, and any of y'all that didn't get a chance to see, uh, Mason absolutely killed it at World Strength Games. Um, (laughs) and. If I remember correctly, um, someone set a world record, I believe. Uh, Mason, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was a, a possibility when I was about to do the lift. I didn't even, I didn't know that there was a world record in it. I didn't know that I had the opportunity to beat it. So they, I didn't learn that I beat the world record until after I was done d- doing all the lifts. So <laughs> it, it got me by surprise for sure. Okay. Uh, what was the what was the event? It was the Atlas Stones. Okay. And then for those people that weren't there to witness it, like myself, or uh, for those that don't know what it is, um, can you uh, just kind of briefly describe it? Yeah. So basically, it's a, a big rock, and you, you have to pick it up off the floor and dump it over a, a bar. I think it was, what, 48 inches high? Mm-hmm. So you have to pick it up. And I, I'm made the record in uh the heaviest stone with one arm and no equipment so the other guys that were in my category the strap that like wraps around their shoulder and then goes down so that they can roll the ball onto it and pick it up and it helps them get it over but uh i didn't have one of those because i I, didn't, I had no idea uh that i needed one <laughs> so <laughs> so i just did it without it so the record before, I guess, was 200 pounds, and I did over a 42-inch yoke. Over, yeah, it was 200 pounds over a 42-inch yoke, and I did 250. Yeah, 250 over a 48-inch, and then a 275 over a 48-inch. <laughs> you, you know, one of the funniest things about that story is, like, I remember when they were all, like, talking about, like, making sure they had the right straps. And Mason was just like, wait, we can use straps. <laughs> he didn't know that the straps were, he didn't know the straps were involved. And he was and and you know, most people would be like like kind of being like, Oh wait, can I borrow some of those or like something like that? Mason's like, oh, I'm gonna do it without it. <laughs> he just walks out there and does it. Like Yeah, everybody else's straps were for the other arm. So anyway, uh, they all were, their left arms were all back, or their right arms were all back, and that's good. I need the left one. No, no, that was that was very much a hey. If it ain't one thing, it's another. So, like with that, with that specific predicament, like how do you kind of like not allow yourself to get taken out of the moment and like stay like kind of like game mode ready to go? Like, what did you? I guess, what was your rationale at that point? Well, that, that's, the whole competition, I was there mostly just for fun. So I, I really had no idea what I was doing in the whole competition. <laughs> I had never done any of the lifts before. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know what the weights were going to be. I had no idea what was going on. So I just showed up and I was like, hey, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and um, I'm going to just try try my best to try to figure it out as we go. I like it. You know, there... Oh, I forgot what event it was. I don't know. There was a lot of things happening in one event at one time. But Mason's carrying this this sandbag, and he face plants like forward as he's running with the sandbag, and and briefly everybody's like, oh, oh no! And then he just gets right back up, and he's like, I'm gonna go keep going. Wait, which one? Yeah, which one I was, was that? I was. It was the. The yoke to sandbag medley, and I was wearing everyone was wearing like a specific shoe, and I was wearing wrestling shoes until I had. <laughs> so I think my my shoe stuck to the ground a little bit too much, and then the sandbag weighed more than I did. So as soon as it my shoe got caught and I started going forward, it was just all momentum carried that one for sure. And then I just kind of swan dive with it because I was like, well. I'm falling. Might as well gain some ground as we go. <laughs> it, it was just, it was, it was just great because he's just like, ah, whatever, keep going, and he just gets right back up. Like, I think one of the things that always like, really, that like, 
I, I was telling, now I told Mike this too, but I told Mike that like, you know, everybody did great, but I definitely told him that like, you were one of the ones that was like the most like fun to watch because like, you just like, were so very much like happy to be there, but also like, oh, yeah. you just, you just had like, so, like, I felt like your mindset was like, eh, we're just going to have fun. We're going to just like, like very, it was very much fuck it. We ball like that was, <laughs> it was, it was just great. Like, so, um, I now again, you know, they say perceptions, reality, and all that jazz, but uh, it doesn't seem like too much rattles you or gets to you. Like, what what would you say like does actually like rattle you? Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't really. I feel like wrestling has really crafted my mindset to where because if you can go out on the mat against anyone against someone that's bigger than you or or is you know is a good wrestler and still wrestle anyway i feel like that really molds you to not really be worried about much so it's it's mostly just kind of you're gonna do it if you if you do good that's great if not it is what it is okay so just yeah so what um would you say wrestling has kind of like allowed you to have a mindset that most competitors probably don't develop until after like two or three competitions oh for sure for sure yeah it definitely it definitely helps you maintain your composure as you as you go it helps you stay stay focused on what you're doing stay focused on the lifts kind of tune out everything else around you and just just get after it okay um what would you say it was to uh, it is that allows you to kind of stay driven and disciplined when it comes to like the training you do? I just I love it. I I love lifting. It's the best part of my day. So the strongman training I I, I have yet to do. So I, I've never <laughs> I've never practiced it. The only practice I've gotten on any of those is in the competition. So yeah, no, I still have to do that. <laughs> he's but, just out here. <laughs> <laughs> He's just out here raw dog in life. Like what? Maybe before next year's competition, we get a couple, couple actual training, strongman training sessions. In, but I mean, we'll see. Yo, regular lifting, I, I, I love doing. It. It's it's the best part of my day. So if I don't do it, I, I just feel weird. So that keeps me disciplined because it's it's what I love to do. I like it. Yo, so those of y'all listening may not understand why I find this just like slightly hilarious, but it's just because, uh, you know, see watching, watching Mason compete and then realizing this is his first competition and then knowing that like he really didn't get to do much strongman training. He was just kind of like watching people practice. It was like, okay, I'm gonna go do this now. Like that's just, that's, that is, the true definition of adapting <laughs> like like he put the adaptive in adaptive atley like come on <laughs> that's oh um so how would you say uh being a uh an adapt um adaptive has impacted or like affected your uh mental health um mentally i think it's made me stronger because I mean, I've I've overcome I've overcome a lot of stuff, and it it just it keeps me going. Uh, it it makes me feel like I can overcome a lot more. Because if I've already overcome so much, I might as well just keep going. I like it. Like when I was so when I was in the when I was in the Air Force, um, I was having like a I was having a rough time because we had. We had been working like 14, 14 days straight, like twelve hour days for fourteen days straight, no break, and I hated it all. And I was like, "Yo, if I just don't show up to work tomorrow, like, who's really gonna notice?" <laughs> but, but um, this, this old, this like older little staff sergeant comes by and he's like, "Fuck it, shit happens." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll be at work tomorrow." Like, I don't know what it was. But that made me go, okay, you know what? Done got to do it. And then um, I remember one of my uh, lifting coaches, um, she told me, she's first off, 
She's a badass. She's she scares me, honestly. She scares me just a little bit, just a little, little bit of fear. But uh, she told me uh, when I was like, like needing a little motivation before one of my powerlifting competitions, she was like, you know, it's about knowing that you didn't come this far to only come this far. And so I, I take that a lot uh, with me. And that's what usually pushes me to reach new heights. Um, this question right here is for your dad in the back. We're about to get real, Dre. I'm about to get real, bro. I'm about some gaps, but it just plays over, right? Okay. So, I mean, by the way, starting this podcast, number one, thank you. You're doing great things for, for Aim High. And, and, you know, it's exciting for guys like Mason to be able to have the opportunity. But think about this. We're dicking around trying to get the different companies. <laughs> Talk about having an adaptive athlete conversation. The very first thing you had to do was adapt that you see the cameras and the sound and everything else. Right. So, it, I guess it fit the bill. Exactly. <laughs> um. So what's it what's it been like for you as as Mason's father just like watching how he just attacks life? You, you know what? It all started right when he was born, and we had an opportunity. You know, that we didn't know that he was missing a limb, and so when he came out, it was like time stopped, and you're going through your mind, "Oh snap, what am I going to do?" How am I going to raise this kid, right? And the idea was it clicked. I either coddle him or you help him to overcome and figure it out and come up with stuff. And that's what we've done from the beginning. And he's taking it from there. So, you know, when it comes down to um, his ability to, whether it was tie issue or open a bag of chips, try open a bag of chips using one hand and see how it works out for him. Um, but, but the idea is that although he'd get frustrated as anyone burning wood, he, he'd figure the way out, right? It's kind of like being an engineer. Mm-hmm. And you had asked him the question of, you know, what what throws him off? What what does he get upset about? Mm-hmm. Because he's, I'll tell you, he's stoic. He's very, especially when he's in sport, very stoic, meaning you look at his face and there's these subtle nuances, whether it is in a wrestling match, a cross game, or lifting. Because I was able to be around him a lot for his sports, there was this little little things you could see in his face that you knew what his mood was. Well, I knew what his mood was. Mm-hmm. No one else did because he was a straight face. He wouldn't breathe heavy. <laughs> He'd just be full bore from start to finish. But I'll tell you what, you know, Everyone has different strengths. Some of them are mechanical. Some of them are painting. Some of them are physical. And the evaluation, unfortunately, society evaluates things in buckets. Mm -hmm. And they don't look at things collectively. And so, you know, when, when Mason, from an academic standpoint, he looked at things a little bit differently. He's very practical. And so right now he's in heating and air conditioning, crushing it. In his weightlifting, crushing it, right? So the mechanical connection of things and how to practically apply situations in life and, and knowledge. Uh, when it comes to, to reading a book, there were challenges. So I think it, and, and you can correct me, I think he gets frustrated if someone thinks because it is, you know, from an academic standpoint, you know, he's still got, you know, high Bs and, and good grades and whatnot, but he had to work his ass off for it and hated it because it was frustrating. It wasn't something that he liked to do. And he had to work really hard at it. Talk about having to adapt. That's a, that's a real challenge. And then pushing your way through it and then doing all of the things that he enjoyed doing. Well, that's where, it's an easy motivator. Right? So he told you, I love going to the gym. It's easy to figure it out. It's the hard stuff that he doesn't like to do that he over, was able to overcome things. And by the way, you guys, you and the public didn't get a chance to hear this, but he also won the uh, most inspiring athlete from the games, which is pretty cool. So he had the 21st birthday. <laughs> one yeah he's competing and he turns 21 most people when they turn 21 they're out at the bars with their friends nope mason's there competing 
<laughs> with some of the best athletes in the world. Like that, like you, you can't write this. You can't make this up. This is this is real life, people. Like, and you know what was crazy is that it's it's it didn't shock me at all when Mike told me that was the award you won. It didn't shock me at all because I literally told Mike. Like at one of the uh, at different points at the competition, I was telling Mike, I was telling James, I was like, I was like, "Hey man, y'all are killing it!" But that's the most inspiring performance, <laughs> like, because I was just like, because like there'd be t- different points in your like events where like some kind of snafu would happen that you know any other ordinary person would have been like, mm, I can probably just like, I like like like. Falling on your face. Any other person, most people are like, you know what? I'm gonna just take a nap right here. I'm good. I'm I'm ready to pack it up. Or not having a strap. Most people would have let that get to them so badly that it would have took them out of them out of the event entirely. And but yeah. me because he, you know, he started riding dirt bikes from the time he was four years old and you, you rode dirt bikes? So we knew it wasn't gonna be a big deal. Because, you know, all of a sudden, he'd be at the top of the tree and my wife would be yelling, you know, some kid's five years old and he's up 40 feet in a tree. You know, <laughs> we're like, all right, it's probably be okay. Yeah, I I genuinely think that, like, you've just, you, like, like, basically, you've never let not having, not having both arms, like, stop you from living life at this point. Because riding dirt bikes with one arm is, that's, no, <laughs> most people are not doing that. I'm trying to get a motorcycle. It's so expensive. <laughs> expensive, and the fact that people don't know how to drive either, because like, oof. But so obviously, you have a very supportive crew around you. I like to refer to everyone's uh, support circle as like the Avengers or like the Justice League, um, and so. Who would you say it makes up that for you? And like, what has it meant for you having that level of support that they bring to your life? Yeah, well, my family, for sure. My my dad, my mom, my brother and sister have always been, always been there, always been supportive, always helped me figure stuff out. And then outside of my family, this guy right here, Paul, yeah, we live together every day. So we, we try and keep each other keep each other on track with our lifting. And then um, my buddy Doyle, he, uh, he, he's the one that really got me into lifting to start with, like actually trying and lifting. Cause I lifted throughout high school, but I wasn't really like going at it super hard. Cause I was focusing on sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. But once, once like that first summer out of high school, we, we were at, in the gym every day and he's a, he's a big guy. And I was always, always trying to, to do more weight than him <laughs> it made me mad so I, he, he definitely pushed me he said he said it's you know five seven one nine i'm it's, not five oh, seven yeah. five, five nine is an alignment for Wake Forest. He's over 300. Was 350. No, he was 350. He said dad got the stats wrong. He's like six, six, three, six, four, <laughs> a big man. Like, there's no way I was catching him on uh, the way he was moving. But it definitely, it definitely pushed me to try. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing try. wrong with that. Like, that's I. I feel like. Um, okay, wait. How uh, how how much anime have you seen in your life? Uh, not a ton. Not a ton. Fix that. I've seen. Uh, I've, seen I watched, I've seen Baki. I was like, Dragon Ball is right there. It's so good. <laughs> well, that throws out my anime example. Um, have you seen enough of like the Marvel movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's like Thor's hammer. You can only lift it if you're worthy. Um, I feel like it. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like you just set your ambitions pretty high for yourself because you're gonna continue to drive and reach those goals and be like worthy of those goals, so to speak. So like, I feel like you know competing with someone who you know is just like physically they're bigger than you and so like it's gonna be like that that level of 
having like someone that you know that on paper is is a I say this in quotations better than you and competing with them is going to just drive you to go like that that much further that extra like that I feel like that's super dope hold on one second one second babe can you hand me my bag my black gym bag sorry my, my wife just got home I needed my gym bag it's got much it's got my charger in it that's why Oh, you don't gotta throw it. Dang, that's aggressive. <laughs> you gonna have, have, have me cursing at you on, on the internet? That's crazy. <laughs> no, um, how super? How like? Uh, I guess like walk us through your emotions. Uh, the day of when you were, when you like got to Orlando and like when the actual like competition, um, came to be. I was pumped. I was I was so excited to be there. Huh? I was, I, I've been excited since they, uh, since they DM'd me. <laughs> they, they, they DM'd me and I knew nothing about it. Oh, wait, how'd you get, how'd you get, uh, up to the competition? Like, how'd you even find out about it? They, they DM'd me on Instagram. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They DM'd me, I was, I was, I was lifting at, uh, uh, no, I was lifting at the Kent gym, at the, the college gym I was going to. And uh, I got a, a DM from them, and I, at first I didn't know if it was like if it was a real thing because I, I get DMs from like the, the random <laughs> company that want you to do like wear their clothes or whatever. And then I, I got the DM, and then I looked at it, and then I looked into it a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, I'm for sure doing that." And then yeah, so I signed up, and then I was I was excited, I was ready to go, and then it finally came. And then we flew down there. I was I was so excited the whole time. I was ready to <laughs> ready to go. Oh man! So like, what? I guess like, what kind of drove you to say like yes? Because like, had before then, had you ever really given thought to like strongman type of competition? No, I have never. I've n- never thought about lifting a strong. Because the only strongman stuff I've seen has been Eddie Hall, and Brian Shaw, just massive people. I was like, these guys are huge. Can't compete <laughs> against that. <laughs> Definitely gonna lose. <laughs> but, so I had no, I had no idea about strongman, but they were like, "Hey, they messaged me and they're like, if you sign up now uh, for adaptive athletes, it's free." And I was like, "All right, I mean, if it's free, yeah, I'll go for sure. Might as well give me something to train for. You're ready to go. It was fun. I, I love that. That like that that it, it is not easy to for most people, especially. Uh, you have to be a special kind of competitor to really just say yes to any competition that lands its way on your on your doorstep. Because most people would be like, "Ooh, competition like that, I kind of got to train for that first. You're just like, "Nope, nope, we're doing it." I was, I was planning on doing a little bit of training for it, but <laughs> I never got around to doing it. I just, I just kept moving. Right? Like, I just I figured, hey, we're gonna rely on pure strength and athletic ability for this one. Oh, uh, this one's for, this one's for uh, for Dad and Paul. Um, what did you guys say when he said that he was competing? So I had a phone call from him. I'm pretty sure it was a phone call. He starts explaining it to me and about the, the DM he got. And I was a little a little surprised, but I've known Mason for long enough so that where he gets himself into interesting situations with interesting people. All the time. So, <laughs> really, when it happened, I wasn't super surprised. I was more impressed that I was, that I was impressed, I was excited, and I was happy that he was going. I knew it would be something for him to train for and look forward to. So, I mean, I, yeah, I was really, really happy for him. I was super excited. I know it's been just kind of getting into social media a little bit. It's been kind of an idea that the two of us have had. So, I was we were kind of bouncing that idea around back and forth, and I, I, we were both just thinking that it might be cool to see him do it, get some good videos and good content. So okay. I was happy for him. Yeah. For me and, and the family, one, it's uh, anytime you see a kid excel or want to do something or be involved, you want to be supportive as a parent, right? You want them to have the opportunity. Uh, you're real happy for them. 
and knowing his tenacity and what he had been doing in the gym, which again, you know, Paul doesn't get enough credit because Paul was really, really strong back when they were wrestling partners. And so Paul really pushed Mason for, from a technique and strength and could keep up with him. And still today they're in the gym every day. So, you know, there's, it's kind of like the linemen. The, the running backs get all the glory, and the linemen, you know, never get the glory. Well, Paul's been an essential, critical part of Mason's success throughout for six, seven years, and, and there's no question. And and uh, so, you know, there's a lot of credit goes to Paul just for being there pushing it. And, but yeah, for us, it was hey, you know what? It's a family opportunity to. So family, we're trying to be tight. It's an opportunity solution. Not my wife, not, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for the family to get together. My nephew, you probably saw and his girlfriend. So anytime one of us uh, in the family can do something and we all support them, we're, we're excited for them. And then I've done a lot of coaching with the kids. So, you know, I jump right in. <laughs> now, Mason didn't need any coaching for me. Let's <laughs> But I'm just saying, talking, it gets me riled up because, you know, you, it, when kids do well, it, it's just, it, it's amplified how you feel about it, right? As a coach, as an adult. So I was, I was, I'm a I'll book the flights. I got the, I got the, you know? So he says it's free, not necessarily free, but like the admissions is free. <laughs> But well worth it, Jake. The investment in these guys and what they do with it—it's it goes without saying. It's just awesome. And then keeping true to himself, like his twenty-first birthday was that Sunday, second day of competition, set the world record. You know, got the inspired athlete, and all the guys are like, "Hey, you going out to have a beer and celebrate?" And true to himself, he goes, "I don't drink, man." You know, I'm gonna keep beating my own drum. I'm gonna do my, you know, my own thing. And uh, his uh, success was celebration. What a great birthday! So, yeah. So let me go. Let me go back real quick to what your dad just said about you know, like you know. So for example, you know, obviously you not drinking. Uh, that would that means you're gonna celebrate your 21st birthday differently. And when I think of different, um, would you say that's an accurate like? statement for like how you kind of live your life like you just live it differently and it's not even about about you being born different than most people but it's like just different in that manner so to speak if that makes sense yeah, yeah definitely definitely i would say different than a lot of people for sure i basically just just work and work out is, is <laughs> the two things that make me do it's about it it's so accurate because it's so accurate because i remember when i was first talking uh to you at orlando at the competition i was like oh i was like yo i would love to have you on my like my podcast so we could talk and stuff i was like what's your what's your week like usually and you <laughs> you said those exact words you're like oh, all i really do is work and work out so whenever i'm not doing one of those i'm <laughs> totally freaking outside <laughs> I was like, there's. I was like, you've got to be doing more. There's no way that there's not more than that. That's about it. I mean, it might get a little busier uh, once the rut kicks up for deer season. But you, you go hunting too? Yeah. Do you? Are you, yeah. are you guys like the I, bow and? Are you guys like the bow and the bow and arrow hunters, or are you guys like the gun hunters? Do uh, a little bit of both, mostly a crossbow. So I have a compound bow, but I don't use it for bow fishing. I'm not that great. The whole one arm thing isn't that great for compound bow. (laughs) I was like, I've never, I've never gone hunting, so I didn't know exactly like what all tools would be at your like disposal, so to speak. Besides you, just like John Ramboing one of the deers. (laughs) You know, interestingly enough. So if you think about little things like that, so I've always been interested in in hunting, and, and when Mason. You know, we knew, obviously, he needed um, to adapt to, you know, his strengths there. And that's why he went to crossbow. So I was a combo hunter. I went to crossbow and got them into crossbow because I knew that we could assimilate and it'd be the same thing. So 
when you think about parents helping kids adapt transition, doing like things is one of those, you know, kind of tools to use to, to be helpful. Okay. So I know I've asked a lot about how, um, how, uh, you guys have helped, um, Mason, uh, and you know, Paul, you're, uh, it's been talked about how you have helped him as well, but, um, how would you guys say Mason has helped you guys in, uh, in aspects of your life? So my, my first wrestling practice when I was in seventh grade, I didn't know what I was doing. I was only there because my dad said I either had to wrestle or play basketball. And I knew I wasn't any good at basketball. So I walk in and uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was Mason, the way they had the practice set up, they had us in little groups of, I think it was three or four. But I was in seventh grade and Mason at the time was in eighth grade. And that first couple of weeks, just Mason, I think three other guys just beat the hell out of me. Um, it kind of kind of taught me that I had to, you know, just keep getting back up. I mean, there was nothing I could do; it wouldn't do any good to just lay on the ground. <laughs> so I helped him in high school. When we were in high school, I made him a better wrestler yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Stop <laughs> surrendering <laughs> back points. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So the, the older I got, and the better better uh, wrestler I became, I was able to. I don't want to say keep up because that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> But I got stronger. Um, I got uh, my lungs got better. My cardio got better, so I was able to move faster. And I mean, he would keep taking me down, but I would just you know keep on getting back up because I knew I wasn't doing him a favor and I wasn't doing myself a favor if I just kind of gave up. And I know there was quite a few guys in our team that just didn't really have that mindset or they didn't care about the sport. So me and Mason, and I think maybe a small handful of other guys in our team would kind of work in with each other and we would drill. So just Mason being my drill partner and kind of spending my time with him, I've kind of adapted to that, uh, that attitude of, you know, it just, it is what it is. And I think wrestling has also been a big part of that, but certainly Mason has been too. So you know, we work together. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, and you guys work together now. Yeah, yeah, we do. So... I mean, that was another part of it. I think I went into this job. It's uh, HVAC. I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't really. <laughs> but I went into this job, and I was thinking to myself, well, if Mason can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> I'm not going to be outdone by <laughs> So, yeah, growing up with... Um, Mason and his younger brother Lucian, who I believe is that, um, they both have had that mindset forever of just, you know, you got to keep getting up. It is what it is. And I think spending my time with them has really, really taught me how to just keep moving forward, just, you know, one step at a time. As long as you have a step to your next plan, your, your next step in your plan figured out, then you're okay. You don't need to have the whole big picture. So, I'm I'm very grateful that grown up with Mason. I mean, he's been more help than I think he knows. So. Oh, oh, I see the tears. He's about to start crossing. <laughs> he's getting teary eyed. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? As a parent, obviously, I kind of grieve a lot of Lucian and Mason, and you learn from each of them. If you don't, you're missing the boat right so um each one of them have a unique personality unique strengths unique challenges and we've got good fortune to be close to help them work through all of those things and learn from that because of those things so with mason it was neat because you know he is always he's always willing to try and, you know, he'll, he'll go into something and give it his best. And you start crafting the, the things that he likes and the things that he doesn't. And, you know, he's taught me a tremendous amount as have my other kids. Um, figuring things out, looking at things differently. I think we all start with 
a unique experience and perspective. And then having to craft something by looking through the other person's eyes and what they're feeling about it has been helpful. And then as he progressed as an older, you know, teen and then a young adult, um, it, it's tenfold because, you know, it, there's things that he does that you wouldn't, you wouldn't thought of, right? It's unique to his personality, but his character has been tried and true since he was a little guy. You know, when he gets his mind going on something, he he doesn't let it, anyone tell him no. <laughs> it's, it's strong-willed, he's a strong-willed child, strong-willed adult. I love that. Strong will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, so this is one of the questions, uh, Mason. Mason, this one's for you. This is one of the questions I have. Um, it's I refer to it as like a character building question because it just it speaks to your character and like who you are as a person. Um, what do you feel it is about you that allows you to persevere in moments of adversity where most people would probably quit? Uh, I just. I always think that I could probably do it unless, unless I don't, you know, like I, I always, I'm always going to give it a try. And I always think that I'll probably be able to do it. Like no matter really what it is, like even I, I wrestled, you know, I usually always go back to wrestling. Now. Uh, <laughs> I wrestled this kid um, and he was, he was uh, the number one kid in the nation when I was wrestling him. And, I went out there thinking I, I'm I'm gonna try and win, and I think I can win. I just gotta do something crazy, but I didn't win. But it's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> said, I think I can do it. <laughs> no, it's the fact that you the said I thought I could before I did. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, what would you say has been the most like unexpected like benefit that, um like fitness or even like uh, competing in general has like brought for you? Uh, it definitely, it, it just, it makes me, it makes me happy for sure. That's what I, the biggest benefit is it, it, it truly makes me happy and it gives me something to do. It, it all, it's all, and it's always there. I can always go and get a lift in. I can always do some random powerlifting meet that I find somewhere. <laughs> so it gives me something to do, and it, it, it does. It makes me really happy. Competing makes me happy. See, seeing what I can do, seeing how the training's working, seeing seeing if I have to change some of the training because it, it didn't work. So just it it keeps me going. It, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not even uh, lying when I say this. But when I got back from Orlando, and a lot of my clients that I work with at the gym that I train at, were like, "Oh, did you see anything cool?" I was like, "Did I see anything cool? <laughs> Let me show you this video real quick." And I showed them all the uh, video of the Atlas Stone where you were at, and I made them watch the whole thing. And I'm like, and they're like, like, like uh, every every person that saw it was like. My God, I got so caught up in the moment. <laughs> but there, it's the last stone, and like time's expiring and everything. And they're like, "My goodness, I got so invested in this." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Look at that! Ain't that, ain't that great? That one." And then, uh, I think I did uh, the what was the what was the one where you guys like had the giant looking dumbbell looking thing, and you guys were like doing like that. Like I don't know what yeah, that the was. Dumbbell. Yeah, that one was rough. Which also, which also is apparently on a flyer now, a photo yeah. of Mason doing that. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm beginning to think he's. It's they're gonna think they're gonna think Mason's an industry plant. They're gonna be like, "There's no way he comes in and he just he's on the poster now." Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> That's that is that is, that is great. Um, so, uh, moving forward, what is going to be the next uh, the next goal, the next big challenge? It can be fitness, it can be competition, it can be life. So next, I just uh, I, I had an appointment with my arm guy yesterday. Yes, I have an arm guy. I was just cool. about to say uh, you have an arm guy. 
Yeah. And uh, his uh, assistant has been looking into the Paralympics for me. So, and they finally made their website because they just now made a, a Paralympic powerlifting as one of the events. So I think I'm going to sign up for that and see, see what I can do there. But I, I looked at it. Turns out that the event that I would be competing in is bench press. <laughs> Which doesn't make much sense to me, but I guess that makes sense. I don't know. But so I got to start barbell benching again, which is a little bit sketchy. Yeah, I was about to say it's a little sketch doing that with 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 one arm. Oh yeah, it's sketchy, very sketchy. Not that great of an idea. But if that's the event that they got, I guess that's the one I'm, that I'm going to compete in. <laughs> Listen to that. He he's, he 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 thinks benching is sketchy. He was just like. Uh, this event doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it like that. <laughs> this doesn't yeah, surprise I me. Why, I don't know why they would make the, all the one arm competitors do the bench press. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's fun. It's fun. Go have some fun. That's what, that's what it is. Go have some fun. Um, what? Uh, so another, another uh, last question for you. Um, would would you say that you feel like, or would you say that you consider yourself something of like, kind of like a role model slash trailblazers for anyone that is an adaptive athlete or even people just in general that don't know how to like persevere yet? Uh, yeah, I definitely, for other adaptive athletes, I definitely think that I could be someone to talk to and I, I help you figure out like if you're trying to, if you're trying to, whether it be weightlifting or do whatever it is, really, I, I could definitely come up, help come up with solutions to the problems for sure. I like it. Uh, next piece of advice: What for anyone that is like kind of hitting that like roadblock or doesn't know uh, what their like next step to be or is like hesitant in trying something new? What would be your piece of advice to them? Just send it. <laughs> send do it. You only got one life. Just, just send it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Might as well give it a shot. Um, and then uh, another one. Um, if you could go back in time and talk to a younger version of yourself, what would you uh, what would you say, and which version of yourself would you talk to? Ooh, that's a hard that's one. A great question. <laughs> great question. Um, I think I'd go back to probably either freshman or sophomore in high school, me, and uh, tell him to to train all year round for for wrestling and weightlifting. Because I would, I was only a, I was a, a seasonal wrestler. I only wrestled during wrestling season, and then the other time I played different sports. But I would say, I would say focus, focus more on wrestling and lifting throughout the entire year. Okay, and then um, you get to jump forward to talk to a, to future you. Um, what, but you only get to ask a question. What is the one question you would ask any future version of yourself? Um, oh, yeah, man. I'm out here. I'm Barbara Walters with the questions. <laughs> Lottery ticket winners. <laughs> so, do we win the lottery? <laughs> Uh, probably, uh, probably, I'd ask uh, best techniques I have found out for like work wise. Like, this is a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> how to, um, how to, I think I'm changing it. This is like, how to properly manage my time better <laughs> between between work and, and the gym and, and social activities. How, how to do that is what I think I got to work at. 
got to use I that challenge. I feel like I don't do enough social activities. And I got to ask you how to do those better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, just like you said before, send it. You just got to go. Yeah. If something sounds like a fun <laughs> gathering happening, that, listen, that's how I got into Comic-Con. I'd never been before in my life. And one of my friends said he was going. I was like, cool, how much are tickets? And I went and just bought tickets. And you know what? It was one of my favorite experiences. Like I that that was also actually how I ended up going to Orlando was I interviewed uh Mike for one of the first like earlier editions of this podcast. And we had a great time. Like, you know, it was good and stuff. And like we had said on the episode, hey, if there's any competitions you're going to be in, like, let me know. And he literally messaged me, like, weeks after and just let us know. And we were like, oh. And I told all my, my friends that are part of this network, I was like, hey, I'm going. Y'all can go if you want, but I'm going whether y'all go or not. <laughs> and it, it is one of the best decisions I've made all year. Um and I will say it was definitely the only challenge with being in Orlando at the time was like literally like a week or so before my grandfather had passed away. And then while we were in Orlando, my wife's grandmother unfortunately passed away. So like I was dealing with that stuff while still being there, but being around all of you guys and watching you all like compete and just like doing like the best y'all had that really actually helped me through a lot of that. So that was, that was definitely very like inspiring type performances for sure. Well, our sincere, you know, condolences for, for both grandparents for you. Yeah. So the, the A-Rod network, the Mm -hmm. folks that, you know, follow and listen and and support one another that you deal with a, a, Daily or weekly basis, and mm-hmm. um, you brought Mason and Mike on these podcasts. What have they? What's the feedback both that they've given you? What? Obviously, there's no silver bullet, no gold net. You know, <laughs> what are the challenges that they really want to answer? What are the topics that will help empower them, support them? inspire them what do they really want to be like what are they driving here what's the search um i'd say like i guess for me the main reason this thing even started was just because you know if you're on like social media you can always like most of the most the biggest thing in social media is everything in social media usually uh negativity is what's amplified the most and you don't see a lot of positivity and a lot of times the gym and gym culture typically has negative connotations with it. And I was just like, you know, most people that don't step foot in the gym, that only that their perception of the gym is only what they see online. They would think everybody in the gym is a bunch of douchebags. And that is not actually (laughs) how people are. And then I was just, um, someone uh, at the gym, they saw like my, my shoulder scar from when I had surgery on my shoulder and they were just talking to me about it. And they were like, wow, I would have never known that, like, you went through all that if I hadn't talked to you. And I was like, huh. And I was like, you know, how many other people are there out there that have a story to tell? And then I sat back and I was like, I was like, but also, like, the gym really adds my mental health. So I want people to talk about not just, like, how things have helped them physically, but, like, mentally. And then I just really wanted to kind of do it's like 60 minutes for fitness kind of like i really just let people kind of just tell their story like their life and just talk about what they what they want to talk about and so like that's kind of what it is my hope is that one person sees like either one of these youtube episodes or like here's one of these spotify episodes and it just gets them to try something new in their life whether it's they're going to the gym they're going to go compete or they're going to go climb a 14er or they're going to go ride a horse for the first time in their life something like that like it's just i want everybody to tell their story and i want somebody's life to be changed for having heard it that's tremendous great yeah. you know kudos to you. that's awesome yeah and so i just i just keep finding different different people and yeah, uh, World Strength Games gave me a lot of people to find. And you know what? Everybody there was cool as shit. <laughs> like, 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 you know what? 
when, when we were behind, you know, in the athlete era, mm-hmm. to your point, every single person, no matter, and you mentioned, you know, guys at the gyms, they can be, you know, people will see them as douchebags. Every single person was willing to help, give technique, give, you know, the resin, give whatever anyone needed. They were, when they were out there, they were lifting their hearts. But every single person cared about the guy sitting there, hey, you need a snack bar, do you need this, do you need, you know, and they talked about it, and it was, it was a neat experience, much like the wrestling families, mm-hmm. you know, with, with these guys when they grew up, so... It was great for us too. <laughs> I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, if you've if you've never wrestled or you've never played lacrosse, I can't explain to you the kind of bond, the kind of like family you're gonna experience there. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Like, there's your like, it's it's just you you have to go through it in order to to understand okay. it. Oh, uh, but um, hopefully, um, I get a chance to like catch up with y'all in person when. I'm out there. Uh, when if I'm a mad, I'm pretty sure the PLL is going to go back to Columbus when the season's going. And uh, my plan is to go to more than just Denver um, areas because I was a correspondent on the field for the PLL when they were here for the lacrosse weekend in Denver. So uh, I look forward to seeing that. And if they put a, if one of the uh, home cities gets to be. One of the one of the cities in Ohio that was listed on that list. Applications for machine game. Ohio machine game. I imagine if they get a team in Ohio, they'll probably get renamed to the machine again. It'll be yeah. interesting. I'm I'm excited. Um, Say it one more time. Uh, no, I only went to. I only got to go to. Um, so I went to the uh, PLL stuff out here in Denver when it was in July, June or July, and then I went to Mammoth Games and stuff. But uh, when the MLL still existed, I got to go to a bunch of the Outlaws games. I was there almost every weekend I could. I didn't understand what they were talking about when they said Denver wasn't supportive <laughs> enough. I was like, I was right there yelling at every game. What do you mean? <laughs> Um, I, I just gave one of my daughter's friend a Buffalo Bandits hat. That I had. We don't like Buffalo. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, what, uh, but you know, it's. Uh, oh, I was about to ask, uh, Mason, were you um, gonna go to any of the um, events in uh, Miami that um, uh, Battle Axe Gym is is uh, putting on? Um, I have no idea. I, I haven't heard it. Oh, so well, one of them—it's a little soon, but one of them is November eighteenth, uh, and that one's Miami's baddest, and they're actually having an adaptive class for that one. I remember uh, Mikey was talking to me about that when I was talking with him. And then there's um, there's one in Utah, and I think February or March. I think it's in April or April. Yeah, there's there's, there's one in Miami in April too, like. But uh, I will definitely not be at the April one because WrestleMania is happening in Philadelphia, so I will be there. That is, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's where I'll be. And then February, my traveling schedule is going to be limited with anything because I'll be really focusing in. One of my clients, uh, this is this 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 is another thing. Like you know, it's great. She kind of did what uh, what you did, what you've done in life, Mason. Like she just kind of said yes to everything because. Um, I was sitting down doing a consultation for her and I was like, yeah, so I, I power lift and all this stuff. And she's like, Oh, what's that? And I was like, well, you're just going to do these three major lifts. Have you ever done that before? And she was like, no, but it sounds cool. It's like, do you, would you like enter a competition? And she's like, why not? And I was like, uh, okay, let's do this. And <laughs> so we've been training for that. So I'm really focusing with her and getting her, ready for that um in fact i do gotta head out in a little bit because i gotta go get ready to train her later but uh real quick before we wrap this up and we head out of here uh i always allow my guests to have these last like two or three minutes just talk about what they've got going on any of the social media you can follow them on or anything that they any causes or anything that they feel is like really important to them so the floor is y'all's real quick Sweet. 
Um, yeah, coming up next, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. So <laughs> I think we'll see if the, the I get into the Paralympics. They got to make sure I'm uh, paralyzed enough. I guess I don't know. You got to fill out a thing. So I think I might be. I'm not 100 percent sure, but hopefully, hopefully we're just the right amount of paralyzed for the Paralympics. And then uh, social media is Nub Strength on Instagram. And then you want to shout out, you got to pull him lifts. Yeah, pull him lifts. I think that's what it is. But, and then, uh, yeah. That's about it. I don't got Instagram. Why is, your, why, is your, why is your Instagram app called Nub Strength? Oh, because of the nub. The nub. And oh, I was expecting him strength. to pull. I was expecting him to show. Like, there we go. Yeah. Look. Yo, when he first, I, I kid y'all not, when he first told me that's what his Instagram name is, I looked at him and I cracked up because I was not expecting that. I was expecting like like Mason Ben's lifts or something. He just says nub strength. And oh my goodness. That was the first time I had like genuinely laughed like in a minute because I couldn't believe it. Oh, yo, uh, thank thank the three of you guys for uh, being on this episode. Uh, Folks, if you guys have enjoyed getting to uh, hear this, make sure you also check out the other podcasts on the network. That is the Susio Boys podcast, Susio Sports, our sports podcast, the Dre Lax podcast, which is coming back, um, a different angle with Kyle and Rod, Four Corners of Commentary, and then the Shogun Soccer Sit-Down. I'm Dre. This has been another great episode of Aim High. Thank you very much.